Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Final hour of the program, final hour of the week. What a week it has been. NBA Draft Week, Zion Williamson in town. Pelicans turn Anthony Davis into three players, six picks in the world, it seems like. Kind of a coronation of basketball in the city. Special week, no doubt about it. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. Grade the Pelicans draft for us. A, B, C, D, F. No E for effort there, folks. I think we know where most of those votes are going. In fact, 82% of you so far saying A, 18% saying B. We will have sound and lots of it from Zion's introductory press conference out at Pelicans camp a little later in the hour. We'll hear from Gail Benson, David Griffin, Zion Williamson, even a little Joel Myers in there. So stay tuned for that. First, though, Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights and BirdRights.com, coming in at Ollie Cosell on Twitter. Ollie, you and I were chatting out there at, at Pell's camp on just how how incredible this, this process has been for the Pelicans, man, over the last uh, couple of months. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. Yeah, we're living a fairy tale. I mean, that's the, answer, the best answer I can give in the last couple of weeks because we keep getting good news. Of course, we're, we knew we were going to land Zion, but now we keep hearing him. Not only his family speaks, but he spoke today, and everything comes out of his mouth. I mean, I mean, you have this this, this feeling about him actually of being the one, you know, as great as Anthony Davis was, as great as two teams we were. I don't ever remember having a single sensation like I do with Zion. Because we don't, I know we don't know what to expect, because as a player, I think his feeling is limitless because of his skills, but he still has to improve in a few areas. But again, he gives you that sensation, right? Because you can kind of feel it in the room. Um, it's just incredible. And I can't wait to see where this goes. And Pelican fans should be all over this. Yeah, I'm with you, Ollie. Uh, we're going to put you on hold, Ollie. We have a connection problem. Sometimes this is our fault. So, and actually, more more often than not, this is actually our fault. But Logan's going to check with you here. Uh, one quick note for everybody out there: Yes, the LSU coaches' caravan's coming Monday. I'll get you that details. I had a couple of texts. When's the LSU coaching caravan? It'll be Monday on WWL uh, right here on Sports Talk. Again, we will have. Um, more information on that in just a little bit. Uh, we're calling Ollie back here. Uh, here's a text from the 985. Who do the Pell still have under contract from last year? Rodney. Well, they got Drew Holiday. I got Etwan Moore. Uh, they'll now have Jalil Okafor, who's coming back. Frank Jackson is coming back. So they got, they got some pieces. Kenrich Williams will be here. And this is something next week and on in next couple of weeks, we're going to really – drill down on the Pelicans roster and what it looks like. Uh, sorry about that, Ollie. Uh, you're back, but I, I, everybody knows about Zion. Uh, the other guys in this draft, Jackson Hayes, who they got at eight. Then they also get Nikhil Alexander-Walker, a shooter from Virginia Tech. By the way, the first Virginia Tech guy going in the first round, I think, in the last decade. What do you think of those guys? Well, as I was telling you earlier today, Jackson Hayes, while I think he can project to be something really, really good, so maybe even borderline also, I'm a little bit lower on him. A um, couple things to worry about. Him. Of course, his size, but I think he's going to grow just fine. You know, a lot of players, 6'11", have come into this league about, you know, 220 pounds. So I'm not too much worried about that. But, you know, I am concerned with the fact that his rebounding numbers were not there. And when you look at video, I just wonder if he gets around, pushed around too much. 
He more relies on being kind of like the wide receiver, right, that he was in high school. He's got those wide receiver hands, got an NFL dad. So you kind of wonder, is he going to be up to the pounding that's always going to take place in the NBA? And, of course, you also look at those foul numbers. He was highly foul-prone. I think he can overcome that stuff. But like I said, he's not – for as high as his ceiling is, I think he's also got a lot lower floor than people are willing to, you know, grade him on. So I, I, I do like him, Seth. I don't want this to come across as negative. <laughs> sure, but sure. I, I'm not, I'm not going to jump all over joy about him because I do see some things that give you concern. And here's the biggest thing. This, this is one thing I really want to see with the future at center next design is somebody that can shoot. It's good that this guy can shoot free throws. I like his form, but – He's not even guaranteed to become a competent uh, mid-range shooter. As for, you know, I feel like the perfect fit for a guy like Zion is what we see up in Milwaukee, right, with Giannis. You give him a Brook Lopez. You give somebody that can just go stand out there in the uh, three-point line, give you all that space to drive, and when he gets the ball, he doesn't mind being a low-usage player. He knocks it down for you. I just don't see it with Jackson. It's Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights, with us here on The Last Lap. Pick 17 was interesting to me. If there's one pick that I wasn't sold on, it was Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Now, he can shoot from distance. He's a little small. Frail is probably the wrong word. 6'5", 205. Maybe he can grow into that body. I am wondering, are you hearing anything on why they passed up? Because they have a huge need at the three and a guy who can be versatile at the three spot. There was a guy like Nas Little, Nasir Little available. There was Brandon Clark available. Uh, any reason why the Pelicans decided to go uh, you know, a shooting two guard and some, some of some of the other players that were available there well ingram did change a lot of things i think right we probably got the prototypical guy at small forward and griff's been high on him in the past i mean i think we can trust on what he said on NBA tv to be his genuine true feeling and so if that's the case yeah if brandon ingram is fine the block issue no medical stuff no, no more you know history like that to worry about then i think we have the future small forward so behind him you're right i think a I think I would have liked to see more size. And Kenrich Williams, you know, I'm not even sure if he's an NBA caliber player or as great of a heart as he plays with. He just hasn't shown that he can shoot the ball enough, well enough, or score enough to be, you know, a viable player for 15, 20 minutes a game. So there is a hole, but, you know, it's interesting. We've got to bring this guy up, Cheatham, right? He just signed a two-way contract with the Pelicans, and he's, re- he's revered. I read some Sports Illustrated article earlier today talking about how he's one of the biggest underrated gems in the league. Um, and when you look into him, he has an interesting story. He's had a lot of tough breaks. He lost a brother. He had a red year. But in his senior year, his final year in college, he really showed that he put in all that redshirt during that redshirt time off. He put in work in his game. He developed a really good three-point shooter. He became a double-double guy, right, at six foot eight. So that could maybe potentially down the road be, you know, some kind of solution for small board besides Ingram. But, you know, getting back to Nikhil, I like him, Seth. I was telling you that earlier yep. today. I know you, you, you're worried about his size, but you know what? Are we worried about Lou Williams when he's out there as a combo, you know, guard kind of out point. there doing his thing out with yeah. the Clippers? Well, that's what Jay Phillips compared him to yesterday during draft. And, you know, it shows. I looked at some video. This guy can get to the rim, and he can knock down that three. You know, he, he seems to have that fluidity. No one be able to get a shot off. It looks good. So I, I like the pick. I've heard he's a great worker. There seems to be a trend, right, with the guys that Griffin's trying to bring in, trying to basically find more Drew Holiday motors. And I think Nikhil kind of does fit that bill. So with that shooting and, and that motor, I can see why they took him at 17. A lot of members of my audience here every night want to know about Christian Wood. Where does he fit in? Do you think he has a future with the team? I do. I do. Alvin Gentry is high on him. You know, after first 
first good game last year, right? He's like, great game, but let's see if he can do it again. Then he started showing a little bit of consistency, right? He looked like the yeah. best player out there. I knew Drew wasn't out there. There was a lot of guys missing, you know, the last couple weeks of the season. But Christian Wood was still going up against other NBA players, a lot of them starters, right? And he was still putting up numbers. He displayed a motor. He, he showed off enough of a shot to where you think, hey, he might be a competent three-point shooter in the league someday at power four, maybe even a lot of center. So I like him. I know that they like him. They're going to give him a chance to uh, show off some more. I think he may even play this summer, but I know that they're pretty high on him. As to where, you know, we've kind of been let down by Shikiala. His development just stalled out. And, in fact, I felt like he got worse almost every season. I think Christian Wood offers the hope that they were hoping to see out of a young guy, a young big guy behind Anthony Davis. So I think they landed a gem. You know, Milwaukee did not want to let him go last year, but they had such a need for a point guard. So that's why they had to let him go, and they signed Tim Frazier. I think the Pelicans got lucky to pick him up. Now we're past the draft, which we've been looking forward to since the lottery and really since before that, and we transition to the free agency period, and the Pelicans have $30-plus million in cap space. Who do you think they go after, free agency or the trade market, Ollie? I want to see Brooke Lopez, buddy, because I just got done saying that's the type of guy I want to see next to Zion. He, he, look, he, he's going to be 31 years old, but I feel like he just, he's coming off his best season. He has all that experience that he can pass along to all the young guys. Even Julio Okafor could learn from Brooke. And like I said, it's, it's that three-point shot. The ability to not need his. You know, the best example with him is everybody's going to look at those low rebound numbers, but watch him play. What he does every time a shot goes up, he puts a body on somebody. So he's foregoing his numbers to make sure that the other team doesn't get a rebound. He's done that throughout his entire career, but he's always caught in flack for not being a good rebounder. Well, there's a reason why, right? So I think that's important. I think that type of mentality would go well, and this locker room would be a good fit. If not him, might as well chase Al Horford, right? He's another great veteran. I just feel like you got to throw a lot of that money at a good center. I think they need a good stopgap at a minimum. If you're looking for a shooter, this name's been thrown out a lot today. I'm seeing a little, look, I'll go uh, Jackie McMullen. I'm hearing some scuttlebutt about this. Uh, Chris <laughs> Middleton, that the Bucks are interested in, in moving him. Would that be a possibility? It would be, but, you know, just like we talk about any guard, I just feel like they're set with Lonzo, Drew, and Ingram. And then when you look at who, who's behind them, right, we just drafted Walker. They still got Etwan Moore, which I know he's in his last year, but still – He's a credible guy off the bench, and both you and I like Josh Hart. We don't know what Frank Jackson's going to still become, so I feel like there's enough guards there. Enough, you know. I know he's more of a small four, Chris Middleton, but I don't really see it. I've heard that he kind of wants to be the guy now that when before Giannis took off and Jason Kidd, I think, relayed these stories, so we don't know how credible it may be, but he talked about how Chris and Giannis were competing to be the best player on that Bucks team, on the young Bucks team. So I feel like Middleton's now, even two years later down the road, he wants to win now, and he wants his own. He wants to score. I don't see the fit. You know where I would love to see him, Seth? Mm -hmm. If the Lakers could do it, it would be on the Los Angeles Lakers. Can you imagine them getting a shooter next to LeBron and AD like that? Yeah, it'd be a little unfair, which is where I'm going next. It's a great transition, Ollie, because I was going to ask you about Nico before I, I go. I think New Orleans is a fit, but – it seems like from the outside looking in, wouldn't L.A. be the perfect fit or one uh, close to perfect fit for Nico also? Exactly. I think anywhere you can put somebody with Nico's mentality, right, aggressive, but he understands how to play the game and he's willing to play on both ends of the ball next to a LeBron and AD, I think that's perfect. 
Now, we got to admit that they've got Kyle Kuzma, right? Mm-hmm. So that may interfere with, you know, Nico's playing time. Might make it kind of chunky that one of them may have to play small forward a lot. But, you know, I don't care about Laker problems. <laughs> no, I don't think anybody here does. It's Ollie Cosell, editor-in-chief of the Bird Rights. Check out their work really every day as you head into this crazy free agency period that's about to kick off. Uh, well, tip off. Let's go basketball reference. At Ollie Cosell on Twitter. Ollie, I always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the weekend. Absolutely. Thanks, Seth. You too. I heard you had a nice long day yesterday. <laughs> yes, very, very long day. A little dehydrated, but we're working through it, man. We're working through it. Uh, there he goes, Ali Cosell. Again, at Ali Cosell on Twitter. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear a lot of sound out from Pelicans camp today. First up, Gail Benson spoke about the restructuring of this organization. We'll hear from the Pelicans and Saints owner when we come back here on the last lap. Here's one from the 504. I meant Anthony Davis was not a great shooter at all. Coming out of college, he was okay. He became a much better shooter over the last few years. That's true. You know what? I'll give that to you because he didn't have the outside game. I'm still not going to call him a good shooter. I think he shot 33% from three. I mean, that that's sufficient, but that's Drew Holiday range. It's not somebody you want bombing up, you know, eight to ten threes a game. We just don't. I, I, I'm not going to call Anthony Davis a, a great shooter at this point. An okay shooter, sure. I don't, I don't even know if I classify him as good as far, you know, from elite NBA perspective. So we had a, a slew of people talk out of Pelicans camp today. It was Zion Williamson's introductory press conference. Joel Myers was introducing everybody. He was yucking it up. Boy, Joel was looking like he was having the time of his life. I love watching him work his magic up on the stage. Gail Benson was one of the first people to speak. Pelicans and Saints owner. Here's a little of Gail. Again, uh, Pelicans owner Gail Benson earlier today out of Pelicans camp. That was Mrs. B, Gail Benson, speaking earlier today out of Pelicans camp. More from Zion Williamson's introductory press conference. Got great stuff coming from David Griffin and also Zion himself. Stick around. The last lap continues in just 60 seconds. Yeah, such a great week. Week of celebration for basketball fans in the city, Pelicans fans in this city. Coronation of a new era, not just Zion, coronation of an entirely new basketball era in the city. And what we saw yesterday, sea of red out at Pelicans Draft Fest. It was incredible. It's also pretty cool what we saw today, Zion Williamson's introductory press conference. It was certainly an event, 250 or so people packed into the Pelicans training facility. We just heard from Mrs. B. Gail Benson. Now let's hear from David Griffin, the Pelicans executive vice president of basketball operations. That was David Griffin, Pelicans executive vice president of basketball operations, talking about the draft, Zion Williamson, his family, and getting emotional again. You heard him choke up there towards the beginning of that speech that he gave. We're going to take a break when we come back. Look, we're going to hear from the kid himself. Zion Williamson stepped up to the podium briefly with Joel Myers, and then he had a little Q&A with all of us media members out there. We'll hear that when we come back here on the last lap. LSU's Tremont Waters drafted number 51 by the Celtics. Nas Reed undrafted. He signs a two-way contract with the Timberwolves, so he'll spend the majority of his time in the G League. Might get a cup of coffee in the NBA this next season. We've got stories on both of those kids right now at WWL.com. Just go to the LSU page. More sound out from Zion Williamson's introductory press conference. And look, let's hear from the kid himself. Here's a little of Zion, including some question and answer session with the the gaggle of media out there. Again, we'll continue here. We're not going to take a break, but this is Zion Williamson today's introductory press conference. The other voice you're hearing, Joel Myers, the unmistakable voice of the Pelicans. 
That was David Griffin. We also heard Zion Williamson, Joel Myers a little earlier, Gail Benson as Zion Williamson introduced out of Pelicans camp earlier today. You can see the full press conference online at WWL.com right now. Also on our WWL Radio Facebook page. We did a Facebook Live from there earlier. We'll take a break. Wrapping up the show next. Final look at our opinion poll. Still a chance to vote on it. WWL.com, radio.com app. Grade the Pelicans draft. And our moment is in from Zion next. 83% of our audience grading the Pelicans draft as an A, 15% a B. Thanks for voting on our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com. That's going to do it for our show. Thanks to Logan behind the glass, Tim Zimmer for booking our show, our assistant program director, Todd Manessis, and our program director, Diane Newman, for helping out today. Thanks to all of our guests. If you missed any of the show, check the podcast, WWL.com, radio.com app, or Apple Podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter at Seth Dunlap. We'll keep the conversation going throughout the weekend. As always, I leave you with our moment is in. Here's Zion Williamson talking about, well, who did he look up to as a kid as a basketball player? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 